Now, over the course of this series of feedback, we've been featuring stories about a radio report or programme which has changed the course of a listener's life. Or, in this case, two. In 1984, newlyweds Rob and Eva John were teaching at Addis Ababa University in Ethiopia. They decided to take a weekend trip to visit the historic site of Lalibela in the north of the country. But it wasn't to be the relaxing break they were hoping for. Nicola Kelly went to meet them at the BBC Africa studio to hear more about their extraordinary adventure. So we arrived um, early evening and managed to see one church, uh, or a couple of churches maybe, and then we were put in a hotel that kind of overlooked the village. Um, but we were woken up about five o'clock in the morning to the sound of first gunfire, then mortar shells, and just intense fighting, which some of which was happening right in front of our door. I mean, when we first woke up, sort of 5.30 in the morning, my reaction was, well, th this happens all the time. It's just a pop, pop, pop in the distance. It's probably just some hill bandits and stuff like that. And But within, within the hour, we realised we were in the middle of a fierce battle. Sometime in the middle of the morning, it all went quiet. The shooting stopped. There were no, no more mortar fire. And we ventured outside of our room very, very tentatively and very nervously to find that the hotel and the whole town had been overrun by rebels fighting against the government. Um, so there was a long period of about 10, 10 days of just waiting, um, not knowing what was going to happen next until they brought some of their senior officers and, and then told us that some of us, namely the two of us and one other person, would be taken on a tour and the others would be released. Well, given the fact that this was 1984, I don't think that our families back in the UK or in Switzerland knew anything about where we were. Information was very tightly controlled by the government and the only lifeline we had to the outside world was through BBC World Service. To begin with, we kept their radio hidden because they were confiscating the stuff that we had. So we were really secretive about it. This was a tiny shortwave radio with a long antenna, usually with a little bit of wire tacked on the end and hanging outside of the window just to make sure we could listen to the main news bulletins, listen to Focus on Africa. BBC World Service at 15.15 Greenwich Mean Time. This is Focus on Africa. Saved the lives of many of the people around me here in a corrugated iron shelter on the outskirts of McKelly. A middle-aged man. There's something I think we felt so special about hearing Mike Woolridge's voice, particularly because he was our connection to the outside world, and I can still hear the tone of his voice. After an extensive search, we've managed to find the original script of the actual report they heard, which told Rob and Ava that the authorities were aware of their situation. Wow, that's amazing. Gosh. Well, thank you. We actually can see the reports that were made about us here written in black and white. It's, it's amazing. This is from uh, Mike Waldrich's uh, report on World Service, where he says that the ten foreigners who are understood to have been in Lalibela at the time are six tourists, two British, two American, one Australian and one Finn, and three German medical workers and a Swiss International Red Cross official who were helping drought victims in the Lalibela area. That's exactly correct. It was a landmark moment to hear that, we, you know, people outside knew what had happened to us. I mean, that made a massive difference because we, we were terrified and we had no idea what the rest of the world knew. 
After six weeks, we were released by the rebels into the care of the Red Cross in Sudan. We were taken to a rebel sort of headquarters, but very quickly the International Committee of the Red Cross found us there. It took months, if not years, to to get over the, the trauma of, of the battle and so on. And, and I think for years afterwards, even the sound of a helicopter would uh, suddenly make me break into a sweat. If you hadn't heard that report by Mike Waldridge, how might the outcome have been different, do you think? I think we would have psychologically found it very hard to get through that time. It is almost unimaginable not to have had that radio contact. I think we can truly say that that because of the radio, we really didn't feel completely alone. Our thanks to Rob and Eva John. And please do let us know if a piece of radio has significantly affected your life.